welcome to the Popcorn Junkies. We don't often do uh, non-spoiler reviews, but I thought we would with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Um, it's obviously due to come out this Friday. Um, we, we caught it at a preview. Um, there's a lot of excitement about this because I think it's the film that heralds phase five, doesn't it, of uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. When we watched the trailers, I was unaware because I didn't finish the series Loki, that the character of Kang the Conqueror, as played by Jonathan Majors, uh, is in a sense going to become the uh, villain or the antagonist that replaces uh, Thanos. So I've, I went into this film expecting high things from him. Um, and yeah, just a little backstory, Ant-Man for me, was a pre did it come out the first Ant-Man before Guardians of the Galaxy I think did it I'm not too sure if it did but it came I felt it was kind of cut from the same cloth it you know it had Paul Rudd at the center of it who's you know one of one of the greatest comic actors he's just brilliant you know from Anchorman and all that sort of stuff he's just very very funny in that sort of deadbeat straight-faced kind of way uh, I thought it was great and the new Ghostbusters for example I thought the new Ghostbusters Afterlife was absolutely brilliant I loved it so Paul Rudd what not to like Jonathan Majors as a new villain what not to like also in here Bill Murray I also have a bit of a soft spot for Michael Douglas I also used to have an enormous crush on Michelle Pfeiffer uh, when she was Catwoman but also in the movie Dangerous Liaisons um, we also have in here Catherine Newton playing uh, Paul Rudd's uh, daughter and we also have Evangeline Lilly playing Hope who, who's the wasp now, I've said before, with the Doctor Strange and the multiverse, I'm not an enormous fan of films that are solely CGI, which is why I didn't really go to see Avatar. The, Maddie and Kiki loved Avatar, but I didn't go to see Avatar because I didn't want to criticise or critique a film that is, from the get-go, as I walked into the cinema, something that I'm just not particularly into, although the girls do say I should give it a try. So... Wall-to-wall -wall CGI isn't my thing. I think if there's any films that's done it successfully, it's Guardians of the Galaxy when they've gone into that world. Because anyway, anyway, what I wasn't expecting with this film, uh, and this isn't a spoiler, is that uh, they would go into the quantum... Was it the quantum verse or is it quantum mania? The quantum realm. That's it. They're going to go into the they go into the quantum realm, courtesy actually of Paul Rudd's daughter, who's done some you know nifty science work. Um, again, without giving away what happens to various characters' arcs, uh, they get trapped or they get caught in this quantum uh, this quantum realm. Uh, well, they've been before, you know, we've, we've had Ant-Man there before. But the thing that I like about Ant-Man is the real world stuff, is the family stuff, is him being, uh, you know, a thief or a burglar and him having done time and him trying to get access to his kids uh, and all that kind of stuff. I, I quite like Ant-Man in the real world, just like I like Spider-Man in the real world. Um, and Guardians of the Galaxy is never in the real world because it's, it's out in space, isn't it? So that's what I liked about Ant-Man. And of course, this film gives you that, but it doesn't give you a lot of that. And I think if there was one headline that I have to say about this film, and I want to talk about the things that I liked about it rather than the things I didn't like about it. I was surprised by the extent to which this film relied on CGI. And I am a believer that with all the best intentions, actors who are acting only in a CGI landscape, it, it, their performances have to be diminished or impacted somewhat. And so I think a little bit of that happens in this film. And that was a bit of a frustration and a little bit of a disappointment and more more a surprise. But what I would say is, and we're going to do, when Nanny Dice in the film, me and her are going to do a spoiler review. Um, there were lots of things in this that reminded me of lots of other things. This is very much, and this surprised me, the Marvel Cinematic Universe's Star Wars. There were so many moments, shots, setups, fights, shots of collective individuals 
interiors, locations that were really reminiscent of some of those keystone scenes, you know, those key moments, the key moments from some of the, the iconic moments from some of the, you know, Star Wars films, the original Star Wars films. But established quite early on in the film is, is the character played by Jonathan Majors. And I'm a big Jonathan Majors fan. Um, Last Black Man in San Francisco was my, uh, you know, was my discovery piece for him. And I know he's coming out in a new film. Does he play a kickboxer, a wrestler, or someone who's addicted to steroids or something? But and apparently whatever his next film is, people are very excited about. I thought he was sensational. I thought he played, you know, the thing about Thanos by, with Josh Brolin was there was a calmness to him, wasn't there? But he could get furious. Well, Marvel have quite cleverly done that again, and yet they've done it in a way that feels different. And so we have this sense of an incredibly measured villain. And I think that was a that was a really nice aspect of this. Um, Michael Douglas is is very funny. I mean, I have seen Michael Douglas in interviews say uh, about filming the Ant Man films that he it honestly doesn't know what the hell is going on around him, and he just kind of does what he's told to do. But even that level of disorientation for me, knowing he'd said that, kind of added a little bit more comedy to his performance. So I think he's good. There's a sensational scene in here with Bill Murray. I mean, you know, of course, Bill Murray's been caught up in this. Um, this Gina Davis kind of controversy and, and he's, you know, another shoot that he's on has been has been put on pause or, or stopped indefinitely due to his conduct. So that will have been a bit of a moment for Marvel, I'd have thought, where they kind of took a, you know, hold their breath and wonder how that goes down. The, the thing with Bill Murray is he steals every scene he's in and he steals the scene that he's in. Uh, and the scene that he's in is incredibly, as I say, reminiscent of other scenes we've seen in other films or franchises like Star Wars. So then we move on to lots of the other sorts of subsidiary characters. And I'd like to know what you think, given that I'm not going to spoil what happens. How do you feel? And I want to know what you feel about all these other characters. A lot of the creatures in this and a lot of the sort of individuals or, or, or well, creatures or aliens or inhabitants, if you like, of this quantum realm. My feeling about them was that they weren't thoroughly thought through at the development stage. It very much felt like an aspect of an object was attached to an aspect of a sort of a sort of body combined and then made to run and then you had other things i mean there's a bit of comedy around one particular thing uh, which i thought was quite witty and quite funny but if i had a you know i was i went in expecting laughs and i was slightly surprised slightly surprised by the moments in this film where traditionally i think marvel would have undercut the cheese factor and, and I was expecting a sort of a, a sort of whip smart one liner coming out of a few cheesy scenes and there wasn't one. And, and so it played it straight. Part of me wonders, I mean, this has already got one of the lowest, the second to lowest uh, Rotten Tomatoes score for a Marvel film. I would have to say um, it's my least favourite of the Ant-Man films, but I would have to say that I think they've done a really good job of establishing um, a supervillain, a supervillain who I'm kind of excited about seeing where he goes to. Uh, in terms of where Paul Rudd goes to and where Ant-Man goes to, I'm not entirely sure. I'm not entirely sure if this is if this is going to be their last outing. I know the other films didn't do sensationally at the box office, and it was almost a bit of a surprise that the second Ant-Man film happened. Um, Catherine Newton was very good. Catherine Newton as his daughter, I think a shout out to her. She she gave it everything. I mean, she was almost on screen for as long as 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 Paul Rudd, and so you know, I felt the wasp. I felt the wasp was a little bit sort of subsidiary to the main plot. But as I say, we're going to do a spoiler review um, over the weekend, um, and we can really unpack the bits we liked and the bits we didn't like. So if you get a chance to see it on Friday, we'll probably upload that on uh, Saturday or Sunday. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, I was just left wanting more. I was left wanting more um, and I was left not feeling, not having that sense of having had an entertaining time or as entertaining a time as I was expecting. I don't know whether I went in with, with, with too high expectations. If you've seen it already, if you've seen it on preview or whatever, or if you see it on Friday, do let me know what you think. Do let, you, let me know if you think anything I'm saying kind of rings true. And one other final thing, one other final thing I have to say. I know Ant-Man can blow up big, but isn't that kind of not the point? One of the other things I liked about, certainly the first film, um, was the fact that he, he diminishes down and there was some really inventive camera work and trickery. Just seeing Ant-Man move around real environments and encountering real kind of hurdles and, and traps and potential sources of danger in everyday objects and things. And so I felt that's been getting less and less from film to film. And even when Ant-Man was appearing as a camp, you know, in a, in a small part in the Avengers films, he was always big and I, I don't want big he's called Ant-Man I want small and, and so there's a little bit of that creeping in here and the other character I have to give a bit of a shout out to here at the end was a Corey Stoll's character of Darren Darren Cross who was the villain in the first Ant-Man I think it was the first Ant-Man or was it the second Ant-Man I think it was the first Ant-Man um, he's become Modok 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 giant head funny little limbs and in fact his performance, I think, is really good. And in a weird way, his narrative arc is one of the most emotional, in a sense, and also funny, very funny. Whenever Modok Modok is on the screen, you're going to get some laughs. Tell us what you think. If you've seen it already, please do share with us what you thought. Uh, and if you haven't subscribed to the channel, you can just subscribe to the Popcorn Junkies playlist and hit the notification bell, uh, and you should be alerted whenever we do a review or a trailer reaction or weekly rushes or whatever. <laughs>